Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of a brand new microphone from TechZone Audio Products, or as I like to call them, T-Zap. Pew, 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 pew. I couldn't even look at you while I was shooting you with a laser. I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> I hate myself. That microphone being the Stellar X2, if you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $350. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. For this video, I have the microphone connected directly to the 18i20 second gen. My gain is set at around 11 o'clock, maybe 11.15. I will not be doing any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. Now let's talk about what comes in the box. It's always so nerve-wracking, I hate that. First off, everything comes in a really nice aluminum hard shell storage case. For some reason, you also get a leather storage bag for the microphone. You'll of course get the microphone. You'll get the shock mount as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a foam windscreen, and a little bit of documentation including a testing list for your specific mic. Then as far as the build quality, I really don't have any complaints about the microphone. It is pretty nice feeling. It has an all metal body as well as a fine firm metal mesh grill. You have a 34 millimeter capsule. On the front of the mic, you have two switches, a high pass filter and a negative 10 dB pad. The logo on the front of the microphone is actually a metal emblem that seems to be glued to the mic. It is not just printed on, which is a nice addition there. As you move around the microphone, there is nothing else on the mic. On the bottom of the mic, you will find the XLR port, and I unfortunately could not find any information about the manufacturing location of this. If I remember correctly, TechZone Audio products are made in China, but then they do testing in the US and California, if I'm not mistaken, but correct me if I'm wrong. Then as far as the specs, this mic has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, and it is relatively flat, a sensitivity of around negative 33 dB, an impedance of 110 ohms, a self noise of only 8 dBA, a max SPL of 135 dB, and a phantom power requirement of 48 volts. Now I am spinning around the Stellar X3 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear of the mic. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle. And then we will rotate and end the front of the microphone. Now let's test the plosive rejection on this thing. And I have a feeling it's going to be pretty bad because the capsule is massive. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. About three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how the audio is sounding. About one foot away from the microphone. Two feet away from the microphone. I am a human. And now we're about four feet away from the microphone. Bleep blurp, bleep blurp. Take me to your leader. And now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you elite gamer boys and girls out there, now I'm typing on the sad W keys. 
Now I want to demonstrate the high pass filter on this microphone, so I am very close to it to really accentuate and engage that proximity effect. I do not have the high pass filter engaged, and here is how the microphone is sounding. And now at the exact same position, I have engaged the high pass filter, and here is how the audio sounds. Really pay attention to the low end because it will roll off a lot of that mud, a lot of that proximity effect, a lot of that bass in the microphone. There you go. That's the high pass filter on this thing. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. Okay, there, you can see the microphone now against my shirt. But here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Next, to see how effective the provided shock mount is, I will now go ahead and bump my desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. And I'll tap the boom arm. Next up, I want to do a quick test with the provided foam windscreen to see how it affects the tone of the microphone and to see if it reduces the wind or plosives that hit the microphone's capsule. And first up, I am about three to four inches away from the microphone, no wind protection on it, and here is how my voice sounds. I will go ahead and blow on the capsule. <sighs> sounds terrible. For the record, I meant the wind hitting the capsule sounded terrible, not the microphone, but now I have the wind protection, the provided foam windscreen on it. Same distance, same gain, nothing has changed, and here is how it is sounding. Make sure to listen to the top end of the microphone because the foam windscreens tend to reduce a little bit of the top end. Now I'll blow on the microphone. That sounded sexual. Still there, not as bad though. Not quite as bad, still bad though. Don't do that, don't do that. That's the moral of the story. And just to be as thorough as possible, now I will tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Next up, like always, we're going to do a quick comparison between the Stellar X3 and a bunch of other microphones on the market so we can see how it stacks up against other options that are available. Of course, we'll start on the Stellar X3. I am six inches off of this thing. No pad, no high pass filter. The gain is set at noon now. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post. And let's jump to the first microphone. First up on the list is the Audio-Technica AT2020. This is a $100 small diaphragm condenser. It's not a full inch capsule, but 100 bucks, affordable, very popular. Six inches, gain still at noon at 12 o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it because I will have to boost this a bit more than the Stellar X3. And let's do some more comparisons now. Back on the Stellar X3 so you can hear how the microphone were reviewing sounds before we jump to another mic and let's do that right now. Now we are on the first release from TechZone Audio Products, I believe, the TechZone Audio Products Stellar X2. This is $200 and I am six inches off. Gain still at noon. No other changes. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. This is only a cardioid microphone, no switches or anything on it. And here is how it sounds. 200 bucks versus their $350 offering. Goody goody gumdrops, we're back on the Stellar X3 for a third time because we have a bunch of mics to compare and I want you to hear how this microphone sounds before we jump to another one. And what are we waiting for? Let's do it. 
Jump to the other microphone. Nothing nothing weird. We're not going to do anything weird, weirdo. Now we are on the Texone Audio product, Stellar X2 Vintage. This goes for $270, and this is more of a mid-forward or vintage sounding microphone, not as crisp in the top end. I really like this one. I think I said 270 six inches off, gain at noon, and check the lower third. Here is the 270 versus the 350 offering from Texone Audio Products. Let's do some more comparisons. Cool. Again, we are on the TechZone Audio Products Stellar X3, really catchy names, T-Zap, and Cardioid, only polar pattern it has, no high-pass filter, gain still at noon, nothing has changed. Here's how this microphone sounds, let's do another comparison. Now we have taken a trip to Austria. I am on the Lewitt LCT440 Pure. This is a $270 microphone as well. Condenser, cardioid, no switches, nothing fancy here, but quite a different sound. Much more of the Austrian sound. We are in Vienna. Can't you tell? But this is how it sounds. Six inches off, gain at noon, check the lower third. Let's jump back to the X3 and do some more comparisons. We are back on the TechZone Audio product, Stellar X3. If you had forgotten, this goes for about $350. And let's jump to another mic and do a couple more comparisons. That's fun. Now we are on the Rode NT1, one of my all-time favorite microphones. $270, cardioid condenser, and I am six inches off, gain at noon. Here is how it sounds. This is another rather neutral sounding microphone. No big boost in the treble, presence, or air. Just relatively flat and very easy to listen to. That's the Rode NT1. Let's go back to the Stellar X3 and do a couple more comparisons. All right, we are back on the Stellar X3 again. Kind of sounds like a spaceship, doesn't it? Stellar X3 going to the moon, whatever. Okay, Stellar X3, same distance, same gain, everything. Let's do another mic or not do one. Let's listen to another one and you can compare it. Now we have traveled to England and the last microphone we traveled down under down under to Australia, mate. Sorry, Rod. <laughs> Very offensive. But here we are in England. Blimey. The Aston Spirit. This goes for $450. Multi-pattern condenser microphone. I am just on the cardioid mode. No high-pass filter, no pad, no nothing. Six inches off. Gain at noon. And there you go. And I apologize if I said verse earlier. People get mad about that. I mean verses when I'm saying that. Obviously, it is me just having a vocal quirk, I guess. Let's go back to the Stellar X2. X3. And I think this is going to be the last mic that we're comparing it against, but this is the Stellar X3 again. No changes, no high pass, no pad. Six inches off, gain at 12, check the lower third, and let's do that last microphone comparison. And last up, we have the Shure KSM32, which is a $500 cardioid-only condenser microphone. I am six inches off of this thing, no high-pass filter, no pad, gain at noon, check the lower third to see how much I boosted it in post, and 
This concludes the comparison section. Let me know in the comments down below which of these microphones did you like the best. Did you like the AT2020, Stellar X2, Stellar X2 Vintage, Lewitt LCT440, Rode NT1, Aston Spirit, Sure KSM32, or the Stellar X3? Comments down below. Type it up, type it up, type it up. Do it. And now let's go ahead and do the music test. Then I'll give you some more homework to do. If you had a million bucks, will you tell me what you'd buy? Just wait a second, keep it a surprise. But if I had a trillion bucks, I'll tell you what I'd buy. I'd buy a mic for everyone and I. Everyone and I, not everyone and die. I want the praise that accompanies buying everyone a microphone. I even just did the math in my head. Seven and a half billion people, assuming a $100 microphone, AT2020, SM58, SEV7, seven and a half trillion bucks. We got to start saving now. So investment ideas, comments down below. Somebody else do the math. What could we get for a trillion bucks if we just want to go that route? Let me know. Comments. Okay. Bye. Conclusion time. All right. You know what time it is. It is conclusion time and it's a boring sounding microphone. I like that. <laughs> and first up in terms of pros is the relatively neutral sound of it. That is something that I am always partial to. Also, the pretty low self noise of only 8 dBA. That is excellent. Also, the high pass filter on this thing seems to be really well suited for spoken word. So if you're eating the microphone and you have a lot of proximity effect and you engage that high pass filter, it doesn't ruin the sound of the recording. And I really like all of the accessories and the quality of them that came with a microphone. But then as far as cons, on the note of accessories, I would love to have seen a regular microphone mount in the package as well. That just makes miking up in limited space areas a little bit easier. And the microphone is quite roomy. If you are in an untreated space, this microphone is going to pick up all of the room and that could negatively affect your recording. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar, I liked it. The low end was not overpowering, it was not anemic sounding, it was controlled, the mids were neutral, and the top end was overall nice. But when I started to get to the upper register of the guitar, I did start to notice the mic sounding a touch sharp, a little bit unpleasant sounding. Not bad, but just a little bit unpleasant. 
Then on the acoustic guitar, again, I liked it. There was nothing offensive, nothing horrible about it. Just a middle-of-the-road, boring, great sound that I love. The low end had a bit of body to it, but it wasn't anemic. It wasn't overpowering. Really nice down there. The mids, they did not sound scooped. They did not sound overboosted. Nice and neutral. The top end, also relatively neutral. It had a bit of air to it, a bit of openness to it, but it doesn't fall prey to that overboosting, overhyped sound, which can be a bit grating at times. So overall, on the acoustic, it may be boring, but I liked it. Next up for singing, what a shocker. Again, I enjoyed it. I don't know how many ways I can describe a neutral sound. I will say it may come across a little bit more mid-forward than some other microphones. To me, that's because it does not have a massive treble and air boost or presence boost like many other microphones. This is more of a neutral top end, meaning the mids will sound a little bit more accentuated because there's nothing overpowering them. If that's not what you're looking for, look elsewhere, but that's what this microphone is offering. And lastly, for spoken word, as I already said, it is boring, and I like that. The thing that stands out to me is it is not trying to do too much in the treble and air region, which seems to be a downfall of a lot of condenser microphones, at least in my opinion. This one keeps a relatively tame top end, and I really enjoy that. I do understand that a lot of folks with deeper voices may not be too partial to this type of microphone tone because it will be a bit darker. It doesn't have that same accentuation in the upper end, which can offset your really boomy and huge sounding voice. But if you have a, a more obnoxious voice like me, <laughs> it can do you a bit of favors there. And to wrap up, would I recommend the TechZone Audio product Stellar X2? Both yes and no. There's really not anything that I dislike about it. I think it's a great sounding microphone. I think that it is TechZone Audio product's best sounding microphone. And there's very little that I dislike about it. But here's the problem. It's the exact same story with the Rode NT1 where there's very little that I dislike about it extremely low self-noise, a relatively neutral sound to it, and it is $80 cheaper. But there are a few different tonal characteristics of the two, which I think will help you decide on which one you want. I do find the NT1 to be a bit more sibilant than the Stellar X3, so if you have a much more sibilant voice, the NT1 may cause some problems there. But at the same time, I think the NT1 offers some smoother mids, some more pleasing mid sections. Then on the Stellar X3, at least on my voice, I heard a bit less sibilance in the top end, a little bit more tameness up there, but then in the mids, it's a little bit less pleasant to my ears, a little bit more forward, and I like the mids on the NT1 a bit better. So it's a pros and cons there on which one you choose. And I'm not doing all the outro stuff this week, so that's the microphone. I will be back next week 